Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to come out and say it right now. I'm just nonplussed by this game. Um, you know, I didn't scream a lot at my TV yesterday. I kind of saw this coming. I kind of didn't. But it just feels so annoying. But at the same time, it's a, it's sort of a mixed, like you're numb to it because of all the shit that's been happening the last few years. But at the same time, whoa, our team got blown out 48-22. to 22. We got our ass kicked. Welcome to the Big Blue in the Bronx podcast, everybody. Be sure to hit that like button, comment, and subscribe. Turn on post notifications so you know when a live stream pops your jobs. Appreciate y'all coming back. Um, This may be one of the shorter episodes that you may see coming from me. I think the shortest I've done was 19 minutes or 25 minutes in, in you know, the podcast's career, of course. But, I mean, I'm going to ask you guys, what did we learn? Because I didn't learn anything. If I'm going to be completely transparent. Um, I, I Sometimes situations put you at a loss of words. And, you know, also as well, talking about learning stuff. I was uh, re-watching the game at around 2 o'clock in the morning. Because I usually, you know, last 2-3 weeks I've been re-watching the games to see, you know, Oh, do I need to rewatch this? You know, am I going to learn anything right? You know, Detroit, I rewatched. Dallas, I rewatched. I didn't rewatch the Commanders game. Pretty fitting that I just yawned because the whole the whole game was a nap. The whole game was a nap, right? Um, but halfway through the Eagle game, I said, I'm turning this off. I got shit to do. I'm a night owl, as most of you have seen on Twitter and different other platforms as well. I'm a night owl, so I stay up till like 4 or 5 in the morning. But I wasn't doing anything related to the Giants because I didn't learn anything from the game. And, you know, I don't know. We're going we're gonna to get into the other stuff. I don't want to sit here with empty words. Uh, let's go through the usual stuff. We're going to go with the stats once I take a sip. Jalen Hurts was 21 at 31. 217. Two touchdowns. Four sacks taken. 85.4 QBR. And a passer rating of 109.2. Daniel Jones was 18 at 2769 yards. One touchdown, four sacks taken, 78.3 QBR, pass rating of 96.1. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, five for five, 47 yards, one touchdown, three sacks taken, um, 94.6 QBR, and a pass rating of 105.4. Take a look at the rushing game. That once again killed us. I mean, this is something I've been bringing up for weeks now. 
Rushing game killed us. Miles Sanders probably had a career day, if, if we're being completely transparent. He went over 1,000 yards, so shout out to Miles Sanders, right? Um, 17 carries, 144 yards, 8.5 yards per carry, two touchdowns. Um, Jalen Hurts, 11 yards per carry, 7 carries, 77 yards, one touchdown. Boston Scott got his uh, usual touchdown against the Giants. I think he's played something like eight, nine career games against the Giants, or he has, I forget the stat, but I believe, I believe he has 16 career touchdowns, and nine of them are against the Giants, something along those lines. So, I mean, he, he's the definition of a giant killer. Um, for the Giants rushing game, Tyron Taylor was our lead rusher. Yay, you know, two carries, 40 yards. Uh, Saquon Barkley, nine carries, 28 yards. Daniel Jones, four carries, 26 yards, and a touchdown. Gary Brightwell, five carries, 23 yards. And Matt Breida, three carries, six yards. Take a look at the receiving game. I mean, it was all a, a dink and dunk contest, and then explosive plays happened as well. A.J. Brown, four receptions, 70 yards. One touchdown. Devonta Smith, five carry, uh, five receptions, excuse me, 64 yards and a touchdown. Grant Colcaterra, two receptions, 24 yards. Jack stole the other tight end, two receptions, 20 yards. Quez Watkins, four receptions, 19 yards. Uh, other receptions, Miles Sanders, Zach Pascal, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell. Giants side, Richie James is also you know known for his garbage time touchdowns. Cowboys, Lions, and now Eagles. Seven receptions, 61 yards, one touchdown. I mean, I guess it's meaningful for him, right? Hasn't gotten a ton of touchdowns in his career. He's now in concussion protocol, by the way, because the Eagles defender literally head-butted him. Darius Slayton, two catches, 42 yards. Isaiah Hodgins, four receptions, 38 yards, and a touchdown. Um, but down, excuse me, I'm so just nonplussed by this game. It's spewing my words. Daniel Bellinger, three receptions, 19 yards. Saquon Barkley, two receptions, 20 yards. Two receptions, 18 yards for Gary Brightwell and Nick Vanette. And uh, Matt Breed also got in on the action. Tyrod Taylor um, lost a fumble. It was recovered by Patrick Johnson. So that was actually the only turnover um, in the game. You look at the Eagle defense. 12 quarterback hits, 7 sacks, 10 tackles for a loss. Um, who contributes to that, you ask? Marcus Epps had a tackle for a loss. TJ Edwards had a tackle for a loss. Brandon Graham had a hell of a day. I mean, he's like 33, 35 years old, and he just destroyed uh, Evan Neal. He destroyed whoever he was going up against. 3 sacks, 3 tackles for a loss, 3 quarterback hits. Uh, Fletcher Cox got on, got in on the action. Tackle for loss, sack, and two quarterback hits. Um, Milton Williams, he had a sack, two tackles for loss, and two quarterback hits. I mean, he's he's not that great, but he got in on the Giants, so shots that guy. Um, Hassan Riddick, I'm surprised he didn't destroy, destroy the Giants a little bit more. Um, one sack, a tackle for a loss, and a quarterback hit. Kaiser White had a quarterback hit. Josh Sweat had the first sack of the game. Going up against Andrew Thomas, which, to be completely transparent, I'm getting a little concerned about Andrew Thomas because he's given up a sack in three straight games. So, is Bobby Johnson doing something? 
you know, in terms of scheme, is it Andrew Thomas not playing well? Is he sick? Is he hurt? Something's something's definitely wrong. And if you're a Giants fan, you have to admit it. You have to admit it. And he could be spotless throughout the rest of the game, but he doesn't give up sacks like this. He doesn't. I think he's given up three sacks on the season. Um, something's wrong. Something is definitely wrong. Can't hide blind forever. Um, but yeah, Josh Sweat, two quarterback hits, a tackle for loss, and a sack. And then Javon Hargrave, who I'm surprised didn't get to the quarterback. He also had a um, yeah quarterback hit. That was pretty much it. Nothing for uh, Linville Joseph or Nadamik and Sue. Surprising. But, um, you know, they're pretty older, so I'm also not shocked they didn't get in on the action. For the Giants, I would say about three of the sacks they had were, I would say, in real time. One sack was a garbage time sack. Um, maybe not for the player itself because, you know, the UDFA class did have a decent day. Um but I'll go down the list like I usually do. Michael McFadden had a tackle for a loss. Uh, Zion Gilbert had a sack, tackle for a loss, and a quarterback hit. So, you know, he had a decent day. I think PFF loved him as the best defender. Um, but that doesn't really say much. Um, Aziz Ojolari, I mean, he's a, he's a force on the field. He really is. Uh, two quarterback hits, two sacks, two tackles for a loss. I mean, he's got four sacks on the season. That's most... That's more than most of the guys on our squad who's played 16 games. So, um, shout-outs to Aziz, man. He Hopefully, he just stays healthy. We ride this through, and yeah. Um, also, Dexter Lawrence had a quarterback hit. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau didn't really get on the stat sheet, at least from what I'm looking at. But, hey, listen, you know, he also helped in that sack. He also acquired a holding penalty. And, you know, watching that first half, they missed a couple again. Which isn't a surprise. I mean, they missed a couple on decks, but uh, that's Cleet Blakeman. That's his referee crew. And to be honest with you, I'm not completely surprised um, that Thibodeau and some of these other guys, well, they're not getting holding penalties. But, you know, if it was the other side, of course they would. But at the end of the day, it doesn't change the dynamic for the Giants. That we got completely mutilated, ass-whooped, beat, uh, use a word and put it to your liking, but four sacks, five quarterback hits for the Giants. And then we go to team stats. They had 27 first downs. The Giants had 18. 11 passing first downs for the Giants. They had 10 passing first downs. Then you move to rushing, and they had 15 first downs, and Giants had seven. First downs from penalties, they had two. Third down efficiency, we were 4 for 13, they were 6 for 11, and we were really bad. We were really bad to start the game on third down. We were terrible. Fabian Moreau, holding, defense. Um, you know, there was a couple of players like Devonta Smith, that tight window catch to the right side on the first drive. Um, when the Eagles were first backed up in their own territory, catch to the left side. Uh, I think it was Quez Watkins, and Fabian Murrow was in the slot. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, and crap on Fabian Murrow. Oh, you should be cut this, that, and the other thing. I'm, I'm not going to do that because it's it's an unfortunate situation, and he's not a corner one. 
I mean, he was barely a corner too when we picked him up. But uh, I guess you kind of saw a little bit when he was struggling against the Houston Texans receivers when Adoree was still healthy. Um, but fourth down efficiency, Giants were two for three. And the Eagles were one for one. We all know that one big fourth down play. Total play 66 for the Eagles, 62 for the Giants. Total yards, they had 437. We had 304. Total drives, we had 11. They had 12. They had 6.6 yards per play, and the Giants had 4.9. Red zone, both teams were 3 for 4. Penalties, they had two penalties for nine yards. That's very disciplined, by the way. That's very disciplined. And I'm not even joking when I say that. Shouts to Nick Sirianni and his squad. Very disciplined. Um, if I'm going to be, once again, completely transparent, I don't think penalties play too much of a factor in this game, except for Fabian Moreau holding once or twice. He also had the hand-in-the-face penalty, um, which was, I think, on the first drive as well, which killed us. Um, like many other things, um, but five penalties, 34 yards. Obviously, we had the turnover, which is a fumble lost by Tyrod Taylor, which meant absolutely zilch. Um, but also, time possession, they had 32-30, 27-30 for the Giants. Some asshole uh, with a tiny dick goes out and speeds outside my apartment. Let's go to the offense. Daniel Jones average with the passing game, I mean... He had a good day. He did what he needed to do. But uh, it wasn't enough. He isn't the problem. He isn't the solution either. Um, I know I've kind of talked over the past 24 hours on social media. And, you know, we had the call-in show and all these different things. He was getting ransacked in... in the backfield constantly constantly and Brian Dable was talking about how we were behind the defense a couple of times meaning that we had chances to make plays and we didn't make them um and people thought that pointed comment was that Daniel Jones and you know people said that it's more towards a protection which it's, it's very possible um but Daniel Jones had no time to throw he had no time to throw. Let's be completely real with ourselves here. It's not an excuse. It's just at the end of the day, what happened? Um, you know, they... Part of the Giants' offensive staff is scared of this offensive line. They are scared of this offensive line. But at the same time, um, I've said it for weeks. you got to pass on first down. And I'm going to be real again. I don't want to use the T word. I'm going to be real. I didn't chart first down drop back passing or first down passing to first down running. I didn't because it didn't matter this game. The Giants were behind in every single fucking facet. It's just real. Um, I'm going to look up, see if anyone did any statistical stuff in terms of the offense. Maybe Bobby Skinner did. Um, let's see. So I'm going to take this one for the defense. Um, so here is this, right? Daniel Jones on... Straight drop back passing on first and second down. 10 for 13, 125 yards, 9.6 yards per attempt, one sack, and a run of two yards. Um, you know, it's getting a little repetitive with this play action crap. 
And I'm not going to rant because there's no no thing about the Giants is going to change down the stretch. Some things may get better, some things may get worse. Um, but for instance, teams are picking up on this play action crap on second down. And it's all because you're not efficient on first down. Um, I want to say maybe that place that, that whole, uh, I don't know if you guys remember specifically, but I don't know what the first play was. There was a play probably close to Eagles territory and Daniel Jones was, you know, rolling out and play action. He throws to Richie James. He's stuffed behind the line by an inch. That's called them picking it up. TJ Edwards made a nice play. And then one of Gary Brightwell's receptions, Daniel Jones rolls out. He gets absolutely walloped by Brandon Graham. He just gets it off right away, and Brightwell gets the first down. So I don't know what has happened with this offensive coaching staff, but it, something needs to change because they did a very good job of adjusting and making sure teams didn't catch what was on film, and they redeveloped their game plan every week. This was earlier in the season, but it seems like that's completely gone down the drain to where teams are reading us like a fucking book. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I, if I sat here and started ranting about my Kafka, I, uh, I'd be saying the same shit I, I would. And half of that is not his fault. But at the same time in the NFL, you have to adjust to a personnel. You have to adjust. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, uh, you know, wax poetic about Baker Mayfield. Because I know a lot of people are, 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 you know, ragging on his train right now about the comeback win. And, you know, it is impressive. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. Um, I still think Daniel Jones is a better quarterback. I still think he's better than Baker Mayfield. But how is it that Baker Mayfield was able to go downfield in that situation, but the Giants haven't been able to really prepare anything, you know, with the same set of circumstances, with the same set of guys. It's just not efficient. It's not working. It's really not. Setting yourself up for third and long, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just quite pissed, but I'm also nonplussed. Uh, because we've seen this for weeks now, and uh, it was eventually going to kick our ass. Has been kicking our ass. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens against Washington. All these other teams. So, um, some other notes on offense. Saquon Barkley still not efficient. Brita and Brightwell had some solid runs. I mean, to be real, I don't want to use the T word again. Saquon Barkley is hurt. Saquon Barkley is not efficient. And I was talking with Donald either on the, the call-in show or the preview pod. And I was saying to him, there's this stat out there that Saquon Barkley starts off the year really good. He ends off the year really good. But there's a middle where he just gets stuck. And... 
we're always playing the what if game with Barkley. It just seems that way. And, you know, my opinion on Daniel Jones, for example, has sort of pivoted back to I don't necessarily have a problem with um, letting him go next year, walk into free agency, he finds a team, and we find a quarterback. Just along, as long as it works for us. That's like my main thing. Just as long as it works for us. Um, but as for Barkley, I don't want to be doing this same rodeo again. He's going to be with his agents looking for big money. The Giants have way too many fucking needs in different areas to allocate that to a running back. Which in the NFL, the shelf life is pretty fucking small. Pretty small. And I'm not going to sit here and say Saquon Barkley hasn't done great things for us. I mean, at the end of the day, he carried our offense for the first eight weeks of the season. It's just what happened. But are you really going to sign a guy to a four-year contract, for example, who may have only two years of a shelf life left? Just doesn't make any sense, man. Really doesn't. Um, Isaiah Hodgins, he's looked nice, right? He's He's looked solid. He looks really solid as a Giants receiver. Bring him back next year. And I'm being dead serious. This is not sarcasm. He's looked really solid. Um, beat Darius Slay in the end zone, but that was just like everybody was huddled up in one area and Isaiah Hodgins made the catch. Um, Daniel Bellinger, I mean, he was solid as a receiver. Wasn't really that involved, though. I'm kind of surprised he's not involved a little bit more, but he's coming back from serious injury, and right now he feels, quote-unquote, sore. Which is bad because I liken that to Leonard Williams. Sore. And Leonard Williams missed this past game feeling sore. So, Bellinger ended up finishing the game with a rib injury. But we'll see. We'll see, man. I'm, I'm just nonplussed, not surprised with these injuries. Um thing that's bad for the Giants in terms of the running game, by the way, is that Brightwell is getting more reps and he's getting more recognition on film. And Brightwell's doing a great job. Like, we came into this year thinking Brightwell's just garbage and he's going to be cut. And he's turned the script for us. He's, like, turned the page. He's flipped the script, really, is a good way to put it. And am I going to sit here and say he should be running back one? No. But whatever is going on, he's not efficient. And you have to level your playing field in terms of your takes when you're talking about Barkley, when you're talking about Jones, whatever the case may be. Um, but if you ask me right now, and I'm going to be completely transparent, I would take Brightwell in a few reps over Saquon Barkley. Because Saquon Barkley is not efficient. Let him rest, even though he's probably going to force himself to play for the Washington game. And he really shouldn't have played against the Eagles. He really shouldn't have. Because you saw him a couple of times before the end zone, he would just trip. Is it his shoulder? Is it his neck? So hopefully he rests. You know, I, I honestly would rather him just rest the whole week and then play on Sunday. Uh, you know, there's such thing as veteran rest. Like, Glowinski got veteran rest. Like, why is he get veteran rest? I mean, he rests every Sunday when he's getting beat up by 300-pound defensive linemen. It's just the truth. Um, so, Saquon Barkley should have that veteran rest. 
my personal opinion. And then uh, nobody played well in the O-line. I'm, I'm going to come out and say that. I don't think the O-line, I think this is the worst game. I'm just going to put it overall. John Feliciano, bad as usual. Nick Gates, uh, not great. And he's playing out of position. I'm going to keep saying that. And if the Giants don't make a move with Bredesen and if Azudu comes back this week, if they don't make any moves on the O-line, I'm going to give up on the subject overall. Because Bredesen is better than Gates at left guard. And Gates is better than Feliciano at center. But they have this emotional attachment for some reason to John Feliciano. He's just not good. He gets bullied. He gives up ground. He's not good. Neither is Glowinski. But Glowinski is at least a little better in some areas than Feliciano is. Um, Neil, he just totally dropped. And I understand you're facing some top-tier guys. But what's the case going to be next week, right? Chase Young is off IR, or he's going to be. And, you know, he he still has a decent skill set, so he's going to be wanting to say, hey, listen, I didn't really get the best of Thomas. Let me get the best of Evan Neal, which would leave Montez Sweat on the other side. And Montez Sweat's probably thinking, okay, this guy's giving up a sack in three straight games. So no one on the O-line is safe. I'm going to be completely transparent. No one on the O-line is safe. Take a quick sip real quick, and we'll head into the defense. The only positives, defensively, I looked at in terms of players were three players. Now, obviously, we'll look at snap counts, how much they played and whatnot. I didn't really see too many bad things from Cordell Flott. I don't know how PFF graded him, if you listen to that shit. Um... But Aziz Ojolari, I mean, he has the ability to wreck games. And maybe not in the way of an Aaron Donald or some of these other guys, right? But when he's on the field, he's constantly productive. I mean, he had eight and a half, nine sacks last year for the Giants. He's got four sacks in four games this season for the Giants. I mean, he's he's playing some really good football. Now... Something I would like him to get better at. He's still not very good in the running game. Which, you know, maybe you could play an extra defensive lineman. Like maybe put Jihad Ward out there with Ojolari to help set the edge. Still needs to get better with that. Um, But I'm taking all of the good things over the bad in terms of Aziz Ojolari. Um, When Leonard Williams comes back, whenever the fuck that is, the Giants have a front for force they just need to soup up their linebackers in the offseason that's not going to happen now because Landon Collins I mean he's been on the shelf since Seattle um Micah McFadden hopefully he's not badly hurt uh Tay Crowder I mean I know a lot of people say oh Jalen Smith is bad and listen I've acknowledged that Jalen Smith was pretty overrated when we first brought him in um you know, he hasn't been looking good. I don't know why Carl Banks said, oh, you know, I love Jalen Smith. Really? Are you watching 2022 Jalen Smith or are you watching 2017 Jalen Smith? Which one is it? Um, but Tay Crowder, man, I mean, one of the first plays I recognized, he, he just got shoved. He got shoved by Jason Kelsey, so... No edge setting, running game getting toasted, inside linebackers playing horrible. Um, 
Moreau was toasted a few times. I mean, he's he's put in that position. Nick McLeod put in that position. Um, I I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of benching Rodarius Williams. And listen, sometimes you have to make a statement, and you have to curb the locker room, if you will, because I know obviously Rodarius Williams made some comments last week about playing and take Crowder, but at the end of the day. I'm just not feeling too positive about it. I think it's a one-game thing. But he's got to be on the field, man. If Adoree Jackson's going to be out another week, you need a guy that can play man coverage. You really do. Um, Because either way, you're fucked in terms of talent. It's just going to end up being like that. But if we're going to sit here and and choose Nick McLeod over Darius Williams, who Darius Williams is actually a better corner... And we've seen more production from him. Like, McLeod doesn't have an interception on the season. Go look at pro football reference and the stats for Rodarius Williams. I mean, he was pretty immaculate in that game against the Cowboys. And those are not BC receivers. Those are pretty damn fucking good receivers. So, I I don't understand what Wink's philosophy is in terms of that. But... It just it just pains me a little bit. It really does, uh, because I've always liked Radarius Williams when he came in. You know, oh press man corner, right? Um, you know, he was injured to start the year, came off, played a really good game against the Cowboys, but I, I guess I don't know enough, right? Guess I don't know if I guess I don't know enough, guys. You guys don't know enough. Um, Giants get four sacks, five quarterback hits, pressure was all right. I thought it was pretty consistent. They forced Hurts out of the pocket a couple of times. Unfortunately, he was made a scrambler like twice. Uh, that caused some big runs, but we were just getting gashed in the running game, so it's not like it mattered anyway. Um, two more things on the defensive side of the ball. We already went over the running game getting gashed. Julian Love whiffing on that Devonta Smith touchdown. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking or what he was doing, but that was that was the game over, right? That was like the game is over at this point. Three plays. Three plays in a few minutes span that said, okay, Giant fans, this game is over. You got the Julian Love giving up a touchdown to Devonta Smith. First of all, Donnie Holmes gets beat, okay? You know, you want to make a case about, oh, McLeod's at least a decent outside corner. But Darius Williams, in my opinion, should be playing the slot. Because he could actually press up, okay? He's got experience against some of these corners. Excuse me. Some of these wide receivers, like Dallas, where he's played decently. And he's improved a little bit over the past year, even though he tore his ACL. So even though he tore his ACL, he's still better than some of the guys we have on the roster. So, you know, call me a Darius Williams homer. But with that being said... Darnay Holmes completely cooked, completely cooked. It wasn't a wheel route, but it was like a wheel route. Um, this I don't know what the route's called. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. But he gets cooked. Julian Love, who would normally, maybe in that situation, make that play, completely whiffs. Now, it's a lose-lose situation, but you still had a chance to get that ball out of his hands. If you... Try to go for the hit, and you go for the hit. Personal foul hit against a defenseless receiver defense number 20. But if you whiff, guess what? He walks right into the motherfucking end zone. You know what? At that point in the game about the hit, I mean, game's over anyway. Game is quite over. So that's that. Um, 
and you know, to comp- to be completely fair, guys, that's the Giants. That's the Giants in terms of plays that would happen to them, and that's also self-inflicted. Adoree Jackson, that's Brian Dable's fault. The fact that we don't, and it's not even in terms of the fact that, you know, Adoree in the slot or whatever. Adoree would not be covering a guy in the slot like that, but A.J. Brown had a day against us, and maybe that would have been a little less uh, hurtful if Adoree Jackson, his former teammate, was on the field. So there's that. Thank you, once again, Brian Dable, for putting him out for punts. And then uh, Xavier McKinney. He decided that he would go on an ATV trip and he would get hurt. He would get hurt. And to be completely honest with you guys, I don't know that he's coming back this season. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm feeling real negative right now. It's a slim chance that the Giants make the playoffs, but he did something really fucking stupid. And I like Xavier McKinney. I really do. But you know what? The Giants season defensively has completely turned upside down because that guy's not on the field and people said in the beginning oh McKinney you know he's not going to impact it's not going to be much of an impact whatever I mean when you have Jason Pinnock playing safety and he's not that good in extended snaps he's not that good I don't understand as to why also as well we have a fourth round pick Dane Belton yeah you know he was playing not so great in some areas but he's completely sidelined for most of the game doesn't really make sense to me guys really doesn't um but the Giants self-inflicted wounds with injuries Dory Jackson hey that's a coaching staff's fault you put him out there for punts because you couldn't upload Khalil Pimpleton or somebody you couldn't just say David Sills you're gone couldn't say oh Austin Calitro you're gone earlier um and then Xavier McKinney already went over. Stock up, stock down. Uh, I'm going to go Kayvon Tibbs, Aziz, Isaiah Hodgins, Cordell Flott, uh, Gary Brightwell too. Um, I was, I didn't think about adding him in, but Gary Brightwell definitely deserves a stock up. Stock down, O-line, linebackers, corners, defensive linemen, running back, namely Barkley. I don't know. Um, and then we'll go to snap counts real quick. Let's go to them snap counts. Offensively, Feliciano and Gates were the only ones that played 100%. So that's that. And of course, you know, that fits so much because the Giants ended up in the fourth quarter putting Tyrod in. And the first play of the game, or excuse me, the first play of the drive is Matt Parrott giving up a sack to Patrick Johnson, a nobody. I mean, Eagle fans will probably tell you, dude, this guy sucks. He beat your guy, and he looks good now. But uh, what can I say? What can I say? They, in a lot of different areas, maybe they did mail it in. Um, Richie James, 91%. Isaiah Hodgins, 89%. Uh, Darius Slayton, 83%. Evan Neal and Andrew Thomas, 81%. Daniel Jones, 81%. Mark Lewinsky, 81%. Uh, Daniel Bellinger, 61%. Nick Van Nett, 44%. Gary Brightwell, 33%. Matt Breida, 36%. Saquon Barkley, 31%. Tyree Phillips, 19%. That goes along with Matt Peart and Jack Anderson. Tyra Taylor, 19% as well. Kenny Galladay, 17%. Marcus Johnson, 9%. And uh, Chris Myrick, 6%. You know, I'm going to encourage you guys to maybe do some research or ask somebody. Who's the better blocking tight end? Is it Nick Van Nett or is it Chris Myrick? 
because I would like to know, honestly. Uh, Vanette's been getting a lot more snaps, and he's been with the team for two weeks. So that's just my curiosity at hand. Julian Love and Nick McLeod play 91%. Jason Pinnock and Jalen Smith played 84%, 81% for Thibodeau and Moreau. 72% for Dexter Lawrence, 60% for Holmes and Ojolari, 54% for Ryder Anderson, who played solid, so maybe he gets a stock up. He got his first NFL sack. Uh, Zion Gilbert also could add the stock up as well. Um, 53% for Henry Mondo, 44% for Jihad Ward, Michael McFadden, 43%, Justin Ellis, 40%, Quiddell Flott, 35%, um, 32% Tony Jefferson, 25% for Zimenez and Crowder, Tamon Fox, 18%, Zion Gobert, 12%, Dane Belton, 10%, and Ellison Smith, 4%. I mean, if you want my honest opinion, guys, I don't think Ellison Smith deserves a spot on this team. Yeah, he made a, uh, made a block punt, but at the same time, half of the special teams almost let him go take the conversion. But I didn't really reflect on it earlier, and I'd like to right now. Uh, three plays that killed this game was the Devonta Smith touchdown. Then you go ahead and you have Jamie Gillen, who's a complete fucking moron. I mean, if it's wet outside, you might want to bring gloves with you. You might want to bring gloves with you. But he, he drops it, drop kicks it like, it's, like we're playing fucking rugby here. And we know that's not legal. They say loss of down. So I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. They get the ball 10 yards backwards. Um, And then, with that being said, Nick McLeod totally beat by A.J. Brown. So that that three plays that destroyed the game right there. Nothing else. Nothing else. Um, Because there were big plays, of course, for the Eagles offense. They put up 48. But it's like... The game was over. The game was over by then. 21 nothing. So where do I stand with the New York Giants before we get out of here? Where do I stand, right? Where do I stand? <sighs> I'm not going to sit here with the built-in excuses. Because there is a side where if you're a Giants fan, and Giants fans right now, at least the ones that I know, they're very balanced. There's like a section that's very mad at the coaching staff. There's a section... Just says like, hey, this is this is a talent issue. Um, it's both, it's both, because you can make adjustments on offense, and you can create a quick passing game. You can Darius Slayton catch slants, so can Isaiah Hodgins. We saw that, but you can also eliminate the predictable shit. On first and second down, running the football, and then play action where nobody's biting. Third and five, nobody's biting on play action. Nobody thinks you're gonna run the ball. Nobody thinks you're gonna run run the ball. So everybody's gonna drop back. The linebackers, the corners, all these different things. Um, and I didn't rant too much on Kafka this game because it's not like it meant anything. We were out of the game. We were totally out of the atmosphere of it being a close game. Wink, this is not my homership for Wink because I did want him as a defensive coordinator, but the defense is so under-talented. The defense is so under-talented. There's nothing really you could say that was coaching, that was bad. And people people will just throw the prospect out of coaching just to say it was coaching. 
I think that's completely wrong. That's kind of like saying as well, you know, all the play calling, but sometimes it's the quarterback. Sometimes it's, you know, different execution. And I thought at some times the execution was bad on defense and also a matter of talent because as we know and we've seen for weeks, the Giants are very under-talented on an offense. And to be completely transparent, Joe Shane knew that the offense and everybody knew that the offense was going to look pretty bad. Now, this bad, maybe, maybe not, but it was going to look bad. We didn't say this was going to be the forefront of the team. As far as the defense goes, it's injuries and execution and some personnel things you could intertwine. Rodarius Williams is my main bug uh, with Wink Martindale and Dane Belton too because Jason Pinnock should not be playing that many snaps. You need to get Belton in. At this point in the season, whether you're playing for the playoffs, you're playing for development. I'm also getting really sick and tired of people talking about Joe Shane punting on the season. I really am. Um, This is a rebuild, and this is not being a homer. I know that a lot of people say, oh, you should pick the direction. You're the New York Knicks. You should pick the direction. You're going to go out and give a second for Jerry Judy, who just had a temper tantrum. With the Broncos and got ejected. Is that what you want on your team? I mean, OBJ said, just came out with a comment that said, Oh, I, I I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's necessary to play in the regular season. You're going to go out and trade for Ch- Chase Claypool, who's not doing too much over there in Chicago. So, the whole point of this is, it's fun while it lasted. We overachieved in the beginning. And at the end of the day, we are more than a fucking wide receiver away, away from being anywhere near the Eagles. Eagles have had years, like Carl Banks said, of good drafting, good personnel moves, good coaching. You know, I mean, obviously, Doug Peterson fucked up in the 2020 year. But if you want to be completely transparent, that was an anomaly. That was an outlier year. They had over 500 records before that and after that, you know. You could say, okay, we're just a worse version of the Eagles from last year. But it's going to take a lot more. Next year, I'm going to put it in your guys' heads. We're going to have likely a rookie quarterback. Likely. Um, the wide receiver core, completely fucking new next year. Maybe Isaiah Hodgins and Wondell Robinson obviously will stick around because he's the second round pick. Um, you know, the O-line, right? Is it guaranteed that some of these cats stick around? John Feliciano ain't sticking around. They could maybe find an outlet for Glowinski to be traded or just keep as a depth piece or maybe even keep as a starter. Is Ben Bredesen staying around? So my thing at the end of the day, folks, is this. You can sit here, talk about direction, all these things. We overachieved. We overachieved. Now, if you have a bone to pick, with direction and trust, you could say, okay, they're not trusting Daniel Jones enough because we need to see what he can do. But the thing I've hinted at for weeks is they have a predetermined decision already. I don't think they want him back. I think it was just a test run. Hey, listen, we're in the middle of a rebuild evaluation year. Uh, do what you got to do. But at the same time, we need to win ball games for our jobs. And uh, we're not going to let you 
commit too many turnovers. So, going into Washington, Sunday night football, um, I think we match up pretty well with Washington. They are no pushover. We'll see if I pick them to win, but the Giants have to be re-energized for a game like that. I love Jihad Ward's statement um, in the locker room after the game. You guys can go watch that. That's on Twitter. You probably find it on YouTube maybe as well. But, uh, yeah, like, comment, and subscribe. Turn on post notifications so you know when live stream pops or drops. Appreciate you coming back. Peace out, guys. See you later, and stay cool.